You there, adventurer? Yes, you. Do you desire knowledge of immense worlds and arcane power? A codex of untold stories and lore? Or perhaps simply easy listening for your daily commute? Then feast your eyes, or more accurately, ears, upon Dungeonpedia. Shit's about to get nerdy in here. everyone, and welcome to Dungeonpedia, an exploration into the lore of Dungeons and Dragons. We're your hosts, Lewin Markell. Taylor Stanfield. And I'm Travis Beasley. Well, well um, um, sorry about last week. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, like times, we, are, times are weird. Tough. and Like we've said several times, shit's weird. And we'll, we're going to do our best to communicate with you guys as much as possible. But, uh, yeah. We're all fine. Everything's good. Yeah, yeah. There was a slight scare for... One of our family members, but that's clear. Yeah. So yeah. we're good there. It's all Gucci. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> uh, I'm going to assume that you guys said you're doing okay, because I really hope that that's true. If yeah. you're not, feel free to message us, and we'll be happy to talk to you if you're feeling lonely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you are doing okay, you know, mm-hmm. you, you message us anyway. Anyway, so... Um, <laughs> we're not busy. Fluid. <laughs> <sighs> oh. Yes. You, you had the research this week. I, I sure did. Um, so I'm going to, we're going to go back to, to happier times for, for a minute. Okay. Um, e- easier, easier times. Um, for Christmas last year, um, my mom got me something really nice. She got me um, this set of um, these little books. Yeah, I remember seeing them. Yeah, they're they're basically like, there's eight of them. And there's like some lined paper ones and some graph paper ones. And they're, like, Dungeons & Dragons themed. So it's got, like, a nice little thing that you, you kind of keep them all in that, like, looks nice on a bookshelf. Yeah. And um, each of the covers has a different D&D monster on it. Yeah, I believe Archlich was one of them, and it had a picture of a Sarek, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. The, the picture of him that's on the uh, Dungeon Master's Guide. So we've done... And she... Well, the thing is, she got them for me specifically... Like in mind that I would use them, <laughs> like <laughs> like for for note taking for sessions, but they they look too nice. Like <laughs> I want to just have them in my in my house. I I, I know that feeling. Uh, yeah, Travis's mother has bought me a few uh, like journals and like sketchbooks. And that are just too beautiful. Too to use. nice to actually use. Yeah, and plus, like at that point, we'd already been we'd already been playing for for quite a while. So, like, I had one that already had notes in it. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, but you know, it was still nice. So anyway, right. E- each of the covers, right, has a different uh, D D monster on it. Yeah. And so far, we've done episodes over six of the eight uh, topics that are on. The cover of those. Well, one of them. One of them is a red dragon, which we haven't done red dragons, but we've talked about we've, dragons. We've we've done some dragons. We've done dragons. So one of the uh, remaining ones that we haven't done an episode over is owl bears. Owl bears. Owl bears. Yeah, a very iconic yes D and D monster, and it appears the cats are really excited to hear about yeah. it too. They're having a field day today for. Whatever reason. They're, uh, they've joined us. <laughs> yes. 
Um, but owlbears. Yes, yeah. owlbears are pretty iconic. Yeah, usually when you think about D&D monsters, a few monsters come to mind. And I feel like owlbears are probably one of them. Dragons, yeah. owlbears. Oh my. Goblins, usually. <laughs> I should have saved my oh my for after the goblins. Yeah. It's fine. You wouldn't know earlier there. So, owlbears. Yes, owlbears. All right. Well, I admit I do not know a whole lot about them. I've looked at their stat block and that's about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, I now know a lot about them, so here we go. Yeah. Um, All right, well. Um, so there is a little bit, because, you know, a, a lot of Dungeons & Dragons monsters kind of find their inspiration in various, Real lore. Yeah, so various, um, like, mythology, what yeah. have you. Um, not the case with owlbears, but they do have a pretty interesting uh, origin story. Uh, so this was taken from um, a couple interviews with Gary Gygax and Ed Greenwood. Right. Basically, uh, in the early 70s, Gary Gygax, uh, like, frequented, uh, like, dime stores and stuff. Right. Um, buying, like, little plastic toys and stuff. Yeah. To use as miniatures for chainmail. Okay, okay. So um, the the owlbear came from a package uh, that he purchased of... Some interviews, uh, it was said that the package was labeled dinosaurs, and some <laughs> said it was labeled prehistoric creatures. So this is where the owlbear, as well as the rust monster and the bulette came from, was Ooh, this package. Yeah, was yeah. this package of probably kind of off-brand prehistoric <laughs> creatures. Yeah. Oh, so he bought that, and that just kind of, like, yeah. it had the miniature... Yeah, it had like a miniature what looked like an owlbear in it. Weird Or thing. What, what we know is an owlbear right. in it. And the owlbear was also used in chainmail, but I couldn't find much about it besides like... It exists. It exists and also like old listings and advertisements where you could buy an owlbear. 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 Your All seven right, came seven. out. Okay. <laughs> you gotta get that dare Albert. <laughs> it leaped out. <laughs> Woo! Okay. But, um, like, listings where you could buy one as a miniature for chainmail, but not, right. like... I couldn't find any any but, information like, that I could parse. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I gotta be honest. The chainmail system by itself is difficult difficult to understand. And, uh... Ba for me, anyway. Yeah, and... Same. Yeah... Yeah. <laughs> I dropped out of college, guys. I'm kidding. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, we're all college dropouts in here, actually. Yeah. Yes, yes and, we are. And we support you if you are. That doesn't say anything about your intelligence or, or anything. But there's a reason I dropped out of college. <laughs> but for for what it's worth, I actually looked into this because I was, I was curious. And this isn't anything behind... Gary Gygax's inspiration or anything, but I'm just kind of wondering what was maybe going through the the minds of the people that molded those toys. Yeah, and here's here's my thought: is that what? And also, there wasn't an actual a picture of the oh, actual original miniature. Of course not. Um, which would have been like an, an artifact that I probably would have paid thousands of dollars for. Oh yeah, hmm, thousands of dollars for a weird plastic toy. <sighs> That's my life. Anyway. Um, my, my kind of interpretation is that this could have been like a, a, a sort of off-brand portrayal of a megatherium, which is a giant prehistoric sloth. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because the body shape is, is really similar. Lou and Vettek that... <laughs> also, that dropped out of college. Well, yeah, but... 
<laughs> not because you were bad at, like, animals. I was bad at everything else. Shut up! Um, or alternatively, a castoroid, I think it would be how you say it, which is a prehistoric beaver. And the reason I say that is because the, the skeletal remains of this creature... The way the teeth are mm-hmm. almost suggests like a beak shape. Okay, so maybe someone saw that and was like, "Oh, there. that's a that's a that's a beak, I guess." Huh. I mean, the, the skull in general does not look very bird like, but the the shape of the teeth and yeah. the, the beak yeah. kind of. I could see that. Yeah. So that that's my take on that, but I I can't speak for the people that made that weird set of <laughs> of off brand prehistoric. They creatures. probably couldn't either. At this point? Yeah, fair. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know, they're probably the same people that make all those bootleg, like, Pokemon toys. <laughs> and, like, those those really funny bootleg Phantom Menace toys. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> they're, like, so close. Just but, slightly but, different. But they just, they, they There's get... something off. Yeah, they, they get all the way there, and then they just... It's just something I read about it. Yep. So that's kind of the the real world lore. That's the that's the real world lore behind the the owlbear. Ah, that's the uh, the the mythology was that Gary Gygax bought one from a dime shop in the seventies. So <laughs> okay. there you go. Uh, uh, excellent real world mythology. I love it. Yes. Hey, it has to come from somewhere, right? Real yeah. world lore with us. Real mm-hmm. world lore, also known as history. Um, so. Owlbears kind of, they don't have a lot of physical changes to their physical appearance over the course of the years. Right. So we're just going to kind of go over, if you're not familiar with owlbears, we're just going to kind of go over what they look like. They are big. They're they're a hulking figure. Uh, they usually stand around eight feet tall. Mm-hmm. And they have the, as you would imagine, the body of a bear and varying degrees of owl features on their heads. Right. So sometimes it, it kind of looks like they have a true owl head, like the, sh- the shape of it. And sometimes it looks kind of just more like a bear with a beak instead of their regular snout mouth situation. Right. Uh, so that that's kind of variable, but there's always something owlish going on up there. Um, their bodies are covered in fur, uh, usually in shades of brown, with the males usually being darker as well as like a little bit bigger and heavier than females. Uh, and their heads and shoulders have feathers. Okay. So yeah. it kind of grows in like a specific sort of pattern. Um, there's a little bit of variation in eye color that they usually have over the years, mm-hmm. um, but their eyes are usually described as red rimmed and, quote, terrible to behold. <laughs> Beautiful. I, I, I love terrible descriptions like to that. Behold. Terrible to behold. Okay. Yeah. So uh, don't look at them in the eye, I guess. Yeah. It, it probably makes them angry. That's gorillas. Um, I mean, could be the same for Albert. It could too. be. It could be the same. You know, I got to be honest. I don't think there's really anything you you could do to make these guys less less likely to attack you and less angry. Because mm-hmm. what what is it that they say for bears that you need to like make a bunch of noise and or lie down in the fetal position? It's one of those. No, it's both. Oh, it's uh, both? I, I was going to say, I think it's both. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? The first step is make a bunch of noise, and the second step, when there's nothing else that you can do, is to lie in the fetal position, because they're less likely to attack you than if you're not in the fetal position. Well, that's great, because that's how I handle all my problems in life. <laughs> uh, just, hmm. just make a lot of noise, and then curl up in the fetal position. Well, then. 
Okay, yeah, sure. But but it's like it's like gorillas that you're supposed to not look them in the face, right? Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, thinking of. I think on the so. on the off chance I ever get attacked by a gorilla or a bear, because I go out in the wild enough for that to happen. Anyway, so <laughs> owl bears uh, probably wouldn't really respond to that because even though their alignments change uh, somewhat over the years. Their temperament is basically always the same. Oh, boy. Which is to say foul, aggressive, and hungry. Yeah, that sounds about right. I, I love it. Yeah, so so it's even... me when I haven't eaten for a little bit. <laughs> same. So even, even when they're, you know, neutral in alignment or whatever, even when they're not <laughs> evil, you know... Yeah. They're, they're angry, aggressive, wild animals. They are... Very unintelligent. <laughs> no. No surprise, you know, very, you know, surprisingly intelligent flump or, or Abeleth type situation here. They're stupid. They're just dumb. They're, just, they're dumb. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, I remember that point whenever I was looking at their stat block. I was like, ooh, ooh their intelligence yeah. is not That's great. not very good. <sighs> it's bad. Sad. Yeah. They're they, savage beasts. Yeah, they're very savage. Savage beasties. Yeah, they uh, typically live in temperate forests and in some underground areas like tunnels or caves, uh, and sometimes will be captured and placed in ruins, tombs, or other important structures mm-hmm. by s- someone who doesn't want people poking around that area. Right. So you just pick up an owlbear and like drop it outside of your tomb of annihilation or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I have from- questions on how you transport an owlbear. Carefully. Dranks. You know... They tried that with a T-Rex in Jurassic Park, and you know what happened? No. Yeah. I I have no clue. I've missed this cultural icon. It eats everybody. (laughs) I mean, mean, okay, that could happen with an owlbear, too. (laughs) And also, before I actually settled on this, I kind of wanted to talk about dinosaurs in in Dungeons & Dragons, so it's funny you should mention that. Oh, I mean, you yeah. could you could probably trank an owlbear. It would just take a lot. Yeah, I would assume anyway. And besides, it's like wizards, you know? Like yeah, a wizard like, well, yeah, that's true. There are like stasis spells and sleep, sleep, spells. sleep spells and whatnot. And, you know. You and sleep. if it's anything involving intelligence, it's not going <laughs> to pass. Yeah, you could probably just trick it into one of those cages that like it closes behind just them or whatever on the trigger. Set up like a little piece of meat inside the cage. Yeah, and exactly. Just yeah, that that could work. <laughs> Poor Albert. Yeah, they're 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 not very smart. Oh, but but that's kind of the the overview on them, and pretty much all those aspects of them remain pretty consistent. Right. Like, there's never a smart Albert. <laughs> there's never a a weird, you know, a weird uh supplement released where like they're very intelligent and cultured. That'd be nice, though. That'd be funny. Like if a, if an owlbear like uh, that one funny post that I read or like if an owlbear somehow ended up with an extremely high intelligence stat <laughs> and it was just a sophisticated owlbear anyway oh my so uh, owlbears first appeared in the supplement Greyhawk which was published in 1975 and you know they're they're monsters yeah. uh, they were one one fun thing that kind of that kind of uh, sticks around for a while. Is that kind of their their primary um, special move was to grapple enemies in a hug. So for a lot of early adi- like yeah, you know, like crush them to hug. you and a bear hug, a bear hug. So for a lot of early editions, like in the stat block where it said like special abilities, it was like special abilities hug. <laughs> Beautiful, I <laughs> love it. Super funny. It just wants to give you a hug. 
I mean, it's the kind of hug that kills you, but... I mean... It's still kind of just cute to see, like, special abilities. Hug. Hug. (laughs) It's brute, man. Yeah. It's just a brute force. Yep. So so brute force that uh, owlbears typically only fight to the death. They don't tend to run away from, from any fights. And they probably aren't even intelligent enough to recognize when they're Yeah, outmatched. I was going to say, they're probably not really smart enough to realize that they should run rather than die. Just keep no. fighting. Oh, guys, I'm so sad for these owlbears. <laughs> they're so dumb. So, reportedly, the drawing of the owlbear in Greyhawk, which some of the art for the owlbears is... Woo! <laughs> oh, some and of it. I'm just going to pull up Google. Yeah. Um, apparently the drawing of the owlbear in Greyhawk did not look that much like the plastic toy. Okay. That, that Gary Gygax had, which I believe, uh, Ed Greenwood said that, that it didn't look much like it. Okay. It, it kind of, it, it, and of course I don't have a picture of the toy to reference, but in contrast to the later appearances of the owlbear, this one kind of... It looked weird because it was like the owl face and neck shape just mm-hmm. on a bear's body with a weird tail. That I mean, it's a black and white drawing, but it looked like the tail didn't have any hair on it. So I was Ugh. like, and it was longer than a bear's tail is. And I was yeah. like, okay. But is it that one? Uh, No, it's not no. that one. Well, that one's also a little disturbing. Yeah. Oh. You found it? Mm. I hope so. Yeah, that. Okay, it looks like an owlbear rat thing. <laughs> this thing is... It looks dirty. It looks dirty and mangy and... Yeah, mangy, thank you. Ma- that's a good word. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, see see what I mean, though? It looks weird. Yeah. It does look weird. And not, like, at all your classical owlbear. Yeah, even though, now that it's been pointed out to me, that, that next drawing of it from the Monster Manual is pretty weird, too. It is. Anyway... Um, so we're going to move on from that to the Monster Manual, which was published in 1977. So in the Monster Manual, they are neutral aligned um, and classified as beasts. They have their same aggressive personality. Um, and here a little blurb about their potential history is given. Mm-hmm. I'm going to warn you guys, this is about all we get. Um Aww. It's said that no one really knows where owlbears came from, but the Monster Manual posits that they were probably genetic experiments made by an insane wizard. No, insane wizard. Yeah, the word, the particular word insane was used. Yeah, I was going to say, having the word insane actually used in this, because that's what mimics were, too. Yeah. No, maybe it was the same guy. Hmm. 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 I think someone needs to stop this person. (laughs) Someone needs to stop. (sighs) Something's not right here. Yeah, so that that's kind of all it all it says. There's not really more to it after that. That's it's just unfortunate. Like, someone was probably fucked up and made these things, I guess. <laughs> so um, one fun thing here is that more specific details were given about their hug attack. <laughs> Which get this, um, they have to roll an eighteen to hit with their forelegs in order to like drag their targets to them, mm-hmm. where they deal additional damage. Quote. That melee round and every melee round thereafter until the owlbear is killed. So essentially, it doesn't give it doesn't tell you how to escape or that you can't escape. It if it grapples you, you're just fucked. That's it. You just have to hope that yeah. your friends kill it. Yeah, the rest of the party kills it before it kills you. Yeah. Damn. It, it doesn't feel like it should be that way. No. Like, maybe... Well, and see, my thought was that maybe there there's a, a 
a baked in rule about uh, the kind of check you would have to do to escape that that I don't really know about because I don't know much about the play mechanics of Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. But if if there was, I feel like they would have to include a DC in the Right. Right. You know, you would because think anyway. It would probably be harder to escape from an owl bear than like just a guy. Right. But probably there wasn't, so I guess if an owl bear gets you in a bear hug, you're just you're just fucked. Don't get hugged by the bear. Yeah, don't don't yes. don't hug the bear. Don't, don't hug, hug the, the bear. Don't hug the bear. Don't feed the bear. Don't let it hug you. Just just, just stay away. Yeah, just just don't wander around in the forest. Um, also mentioned our owlbear baby. Yes. Yeah. That sounds um, cute. Yeah, they're you know, I don't I didn't see any pictures of owlbear babies. Hmm. Well, Imagine them with the angry little fuzzy faces like baby owls have. Yes. That'd be cute. Trying to grapple everything that comes in its like path. Yeah. So, um, upon finding an owlbear den, you have a chance to either find eggs or young owlbears, as uh, owlbears are oviparous. Yay. Um, they're like platypi. I thought about that while I was, while I was like, researching this, is that they're like platypi. Yeah. Because they look hmm. like bears, and they also look like owls. And sometimes they have a weird tail thing, and they also lay eggs. Anyway. They don't have any venom, though. Um, <laughs> that, would, that would be too much. Yeah. Uh, so basically young owlbears fight basically like weaker versions of adults. They're still very aggressive. Yeah. Um, if captured, they can actually fetch a pretty penny with eggs going for 2000 GP. Holy shit. And young under 50% of development going for 5000 GP. So I don't know if it gets to that 51% and they're just too grown for people to want to buy them. Kind of like how people never want to adopt like. <laughs> adult dogs and cats from Aww. shelter. They just want puppies and kittens. Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh. I was gonna say before you said that, I'm gonna say it anyway, just has no meaning on that particular sad part. Probably just they can't, like, tame them if they get that big. Yeah? Because mm-hmm. my guess is they're buying them to either tame them, eat them, Aww. Uh, or... I guess they could be buying them to protect their stash, but yeah. Well, we'll either way, you would kind of need them a little tame. <clears throat> yeah, we'll yeah. we'll talk about Albert training a little later. I can't say that word. Albert. Albert. That's okay. Really, it's a really hard word to say after you say it. It is. It's weird in the in the mouth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the Albers again appear. Yeah, we're not gonna linger on that. Uh, in <laughs> uh, various Dungeons and Dragons releases concurrently with Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, as right. it was for a time. So, you know, they were still releasing supplements and stuff for older editions while newer editions were yeah. out. Because, you know, so... It was uh, it was a weird time. Well, I mean, and it kind of made more sense than it does now yeah. with how pervasive the internet is and all that. Right. But it's, it's a lot easier to do so. So they're, they appeared in a lot of different releases, but were pretty much the same. So this includes stuff like the Dungeons and Dragons basic set, expert set, yada, yada. Yeah. Um, there's nothing really notable about them, except that this, this kills me. This is one of those things. Uh-oh. Um, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons uh, styles their name as Albear, mm-hmm. one word. Right. Which is how Greyhawk did. And up to this point, Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> style it as Albear. Two words? Two words. um when i when i say this point um i believe by the time they were actually released in the basic set it was changed 
Right. But like prior to. Basically, there's some material where it's styled as two words and one somewhere it's styled as one. And that kills me. That does seem very strange. Why not just keep it the same as it was? Yeah, just like... <laughs> or, or to like, be fair, and... Or, or, or to... If, if you don't like it, then just like change it and then be done with it. But... Whatever. A lot of early Dungeons and Dragons stuff suffers from, I don't know if it's too many cooks in the kitchen or what, but there's a lot of like weird spelling variations and differences. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And like, I get it, but it just <clears throat> kills me every time. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'm How just, is it stylized now? Uh, one word. That's what I thought. Uh, henceforth, it is one word. But yeah, there. <laughs> And that that's a that's such a not even a nitpick because there could like you said there could have easily been a a, a reason it happened, but it just kills me. <laughs> um, yep, yeah, it's a little strange. Anyway, so uh, owl bears get a lot of expansion in uh, Advanced Dungeons Dragons Second Edition mm-hmm. in the Monstrous Compendium Volume One, which was published in 1989. It is noted that given how aggressive and dangerous owlbears are, it's likely that the wizard who created them did not survive doing so. So, he did stop. (laughs) Because he was dead. You created something you couldn't even control. Yep. I mean, is there a more wizardly thing than that? No, that's about it. Yeah. Probably in a big tower. (laughs) Yeah. Somewhere. In the middle of the night with a lightning storm outside. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing your nice purple robe with stars on it. Dramatique. Yes. Yes. He lives for the drama, probably. Probably. I mean, if you're going to make owlbears, you probably do. Yeah. Um, Also, now players do get one attempt to escape their grappling hug. One. (laughs) You get one chance. Which which tells me that you didn't before. Yeah. The fact that they noted it in in the way they did just tells me that they... (laughs) They were like... They realized... They had too many complaints, and they're like, all right, you get one chance. They they realized that they didn't do it last time, and they were like, oh, shit. (gasps) Oh. All right, fine. You get... (laughs) You may escape it. Once. Uh, so, despite their low intelligence, owlbears actually have their own language. And it was described as such, not just... Not just they speak this language. Not just communication, you right. know? So, their their language consists of a variety of screeches. <laughs> so, which, which tells me, um, this and, and some other stuff tells me that they primarily make owl sounds, which I think is funny. Yes, I love it. Because a, a lot of their physique is, like, very bare. Yeah. So, it's like... You know, you, you have nice balance. Yeah, it's like you ha- you happen. Maybe it's turned away from you. You happen upon this bear eating a carcass or something, and then it just lifts its head. It's dark. It's silhouetted. You can't really see, and it just fucking shrieks. And to be fair, that kind of makes sense as far as like the beak and stuff. It kind of tells me that like the mouth and stuff is vocally like our bird. Yeah, it's yeah. bird like more than well, kind bear-like. of bear like. We'll talk about that later. Oh, um. Yeah, but then that visual is just funny. You think it's just a regular bear, and then it lifts its head and screeches, and you're like, oh, shit. And then you Never run. mind. <laughs> yeah, then you run. Um, so owlbears live in mated pairs, which occupy a territory of one to two square miles mm-hmm. that they defend viciously. They're very territorial. Sounds about right. Yep. Yep. Sounds like bears. Um, due to their low intelligence and general ferocious nature, very aggressive. <laughs> it's very easy to trick owlbears into traps or even off of cliffs and such. No! 
So if you're if you're fighting an owlbear and your party's struggling, just run up to a cliff and then do the whole just, just pivot real quick and just just watch it go. Just watch no. it sail off the cliff. Oh, you poor poor dumb owlbears. Yeah, yeah. They're so aggressive. Why do we feel bad? Because they're cute. Well, and it's not. It's not. I mean, it's not their fault. Yeah, I mean, like animals are aggressive sometimes. It, yeah, I mean, they're 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 animals. Yeah. You know, I I feel bad for for things like people that that are capable of intention and therefore bad intention. Like that's what I feel bad for. I don't feel or no, that's what I don't feel bad for. I feel bad for animals because like a lot of them don't know any better. Well, I mean, but when okay. bad but when bad things happen to humans, it's like eh, it's probably your fault. <laughs> Good job. That's a joke. <laughs> that's a joke. But you know, there there is something. The uh, about the the, the the bestial nature, the bestial, the the purity of the lack of intention that right. exists in beasts such as these. So that was beautiful. That sounded like a that sounded like a line out of a video game. Yeah, I yeah. was like, damn that that was deep. That's my uh, that's my most quoted line from my portrayal in a video game where I'm like a weird a weird fantasy wildlife biologist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eccentric. You are eccentric. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> anyway. Anyway. So, in in keeping with some of the shorter-lived uh, creatures I've been talking about lately, really, it's just been Aarakocra. Um, owlbears live for about 20 years. Um, yeah. Okay, so yeah, they have a shorter time span. Than humans. Not everything can live for 100-plus years, unfortunately. Well, especially if you're that aggressive. Yeah. Fair. Well, and that, that, that is their natural lifespan. That's... I don't think that's accounting for. Oh, that's just what the oldest could probably be. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's accounting for getting Early yourself. Death. Yeah, for getting yourself killed by another owlbear by Oof. a hunter or something. They also have. This is interesting to me. A pretty unusual active cycle, seeing as they're a hybrid of a bear, which is diurnal, and an owl, which is nocturnal. Right. Um. So they wake up at about noon. They hunt diurnal animals throughout the day. Then hunt nocturnal animals when they wake up before they go to sleep around midnight. Huh. Yeah. So it's precisely the opposite of my sleep schedule. Actually, <laughs> I don't have a sleep schedule right now, y'all. I really don't. But typically, 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 typically it's the opposite of an owlbear. And I also am, I would love to sleep for 12 hours, but um, <laughs> it's, oh. it's nice. Imagine. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> it just feels bad. Um, so owlbears are carnivores. I bet you didn't see that uh, coming. What? No. <laughs> I bet you didn't see that coming. I'm so shocked. <laughs> I just thought. Um, and they eat pretty much anything. Mm. Anything they can. So small creatures such as rabbits all the way up to things like trolls. Now, it probably Damn. didn't use the words, um, but do you think that they are obligate carnivores? Um, I don't... I personally... Given that bears aren't, I don't think they would be obligate carnivores. And there's something, well, there's something later that might substantiate part of that claim. Okay. But regardless, their diet is primarily meat. Right. Because, I mean, bears eat, like, berries and shit. Yeah. You know, but it's primarily meat. And I would imagine that since the, the owl part's in there, too, you know, that probably pushes it even more. Yeah. Um, so, like bears, they're active in the warmer months and hibernate in winter. Yeah. Yeah. 
And in the, uh, what are, where are we in right now? We're in the Monsters Compendium. These books all sound the same. Um, <laughs> so in the, in the Monsters Compendium, it posits that it, it's, well, that's not the right way to say it, but it's thought that there would be polar owlbears, but yes. none have ever been observed. So it's kind of like... That's okay. That's all the confirmation I need. <laughs> Polar well, owlbears. Guess what? There's more confirmation coming later. Oh, good. Oh. Yeah, but but this is where it's first mentioned. Is it's like there's probably owlbears that live up where it's cold, but we've never seen any. I don't know why I did that in that voice. <laughs> it, it was good. I liked it. Because why not? That's my uh, wildlife biologist character. Um, so <laughs> owlbears are warm-blooded mammals who lay eggs. Yeah. Wait, that might just be supposed to be warm-blooded animals. I mean, you already compared them to potapi. Yeah. Man, who who even knows how that kind of stuff works? Well, they're, they're warm-blooded animals and they lay eggs, as I mentioned earlier. Um, and while their eggs and young still fetch a price on the market, it's been changed from the equivalent amounts of GP to silver pieces. So 2,000 silver pieces for eggs and 5,000 silver pieces for babies. So, so their prices dropped a lot. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what changed. You know, the economy. Hey, you know, there was that one incident where, you know, (laughs) that owlbear at that weird zoo attacked a kid and it was a hole and now they're not as popular. It's owlbear activists. Owlbear king. (laughs) I was going to make a Harambe joke, so. (laughs) Dick suffer. No, 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 no. Putting my dick back. Oh Jesus! Oh, I'm sorry for for trying to make a hashtag topical joke there. I don't I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, we're only like what six years too late. I I mean I'm only like six weeks too late on the Tiger King joke. Fair. Oh, anyway. <laughs> so, um, the 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 detail again about owlbears being uh, placed in specific locations to serve as guards is brought up again. Um, it they excel at this despite not being able to be formally domesticated. Okay, so you know, all right. But be- best you can do is kind of. <laughs> oh, and the reason this was mentioned is because that's primarily who's purchasing them okay. is people who want to stick them somewhere. It's specifically said wizards, but people who want to stick them somewhere to kind of be a, a free roaming guard. You know. Hmm. Um, also, the most I would say crucial like piece that comes out of this mm-hmm. is that as of advanced dungeons of dragons they give 420 experience points oh nice nice i like it nice <laughs> topical nice <laughs> only a couple days yeah we're only late. a few we're only yeah. a few days late we were yeah we were too <laughs> too high to do this today i know we weren't no no we were not in all honesty it's because april 20th is travis and mine anniversary it's yeah, true. it was totally accidental. I uh, I I was trying to to third wheel in on that, but I got the hint eventually. Makes it easy to remember, though. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, we're just we're, saying we're twelve years old. So anyway, um, we're we're gonna take a break, <laughs> take a smoke break. Oh no, okay, well, oh. let's do that then. Oh, don't tell anyone. Hey everybody, thank you so much for listening to our Albert episode. Yeah. I, I was really excited when uh Lewin introduced it. See, yeah. you know, I I tried making a sound there, but my throat wasn't cooperating, so it's okay. If you hear any of that screaming, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you hear Prince screeching, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah he's, he's he's doing his best uh impression, but I don't know. <laughs> um so 
this is usually where we would say, you know, if you like the podcast, you should consider contributing to our Patreon. It does not feel right at this very moment to ask you to do that. No, we're going to skip over that. And instead, we have something else that we are going to ask you to do. So given the current world state, um, the situation, let's not beat around the bush because of the virus outbreak that has us all at various states of worry and dissolution for some of us. Yeah. We're going to ask if you have the extra money. Obviously, we're all going through something. Some of us have lost our jobs. Yeah. If you don't, you know, don't. don't yeah. If you but don't, if you, don't. If you have the extra money, there are a few coronavirus COVID-19 relief funds that we have looked into and we want to encourage you guys to support. Um, so the first one I want to mention is Direct Relief. It's a really good charity. It helps to provide medical supplies to hospitals and health facilities. And it has like a four-star rating on Charity Navigator, if you guys subscribe to that, like... Metric. Metric. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With that, Games Done Quick, while they have had to postpone their summer Games Done Quick, I don't know how many of our audience knows Games Done Quick, but they're just a speedrunning community that usually does these bigger events for certain... Like, they, they raise money for reliefs. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's like Doctors Without Borders and stuff like that. Well, they did a very short, I think it was only like a couple days maybe, run for direct relief. Yes. Here in this past week. Yeah, and, and some other people that, that I follow have, have also been. been, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, Games Done Quick actually raised $400,000 to direct relief, which is amazing. We yeah. should also say we're not sponsored by... Any, any, any yeah, no. that we're mentioning, we have no sponsors. Yeah. This we, is just... Organizations and people that we feel strongly about have been trying to help the cause. Yeah. Yeah, so, so we're just going It's only fair this. of us to point it out. We're yeah. not sponsored, though. Yeah. Uh, other organizations include Partners in Health. Uh, these are all four-star or higher ratings on uh, Charity Navigator, by the way. Uh, Partners in Health, Doctors Without Borders is doing stuff. You can directly support the CDC and the WHO if you have the ability to do that. But we're just asking you guys, if if you have the money to donate to our Patreon, you well, I'm going to be taking the money that has been put into our Patreon and take that to di- direct relief. Yeah. And if you were considering contributing to our Patreon right now, contribute that to one of the charities. Or, you know, if you maybe see, um, like, there are so many people that have been affected by this in so many different ways. There are also plenty of, like, if you feel better about supporting individuals. There are GoFundMes. There are are plenty of GoFundMes and, you know, people sharing their PayPal links and stuff like that that you could maybe also check out. You could also send money to Prince because he's so sad (laughs) right now. He is going insane. And some online shopping might make him feel better. But, you know, that's also an option, too. Or, or, you know, if you even know anyone personally. But, you know, like like right now, that's, you know, a a better use of your money. (laughs) Yeah. Like, and we mentioned this last week and we've mentioned personally to a few people who have reached out to us. We're fine right now. Yeah, we are fine. We are fine. We are safe. And aside from the scare we had last week, none of us are in any danger. We want to make sure that any potential relief goes to the places that need it. Yeah. Yeah. So if you have the ability and opportunity, 
do that instead. Yeah. Help out because shit. Yeah. We need it. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Everyone needs it. I mean, but thank you for your consideration. Yes. Also. We still appreciate everything and the listenership and the fact that several of you have reached out to us and asked us how we're doing. Yeah. Yes. We appreciate that so much. Yeah. And, uh, you can reach out to us on our various social media <laughs> platforms at Dungeonpedia. Uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram, and you can also email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com if you have anything that takes a little longer. You can do that. Uh, subscribe to us wherever you listen to get the notifications of our new episodes, as always. If you have the ability on those platforms, rate us, leave a review. Those help a lot. Tell your friends. Spread the word if you... Know someone that needs something to listen to. Yeah, that might be interested in prehistoric animals. <laughs> the air quotes were uh, very, very... I, I hope you could hear them. Yeah. The air quotes were real. Uh, as always, thank you to Alexander Nakarada for the use of our theme song, Blacksmith. Yes, of course. Getting us through these tough times. Yes. <laughs> Just play it on repeat. <laughs> and with that, let's go ahead and uh, jump back into Owl Bears. Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, we're back. <laughs> so we're going to go to some magazines for a little Yay. bit. Some of our, our, our favorite peripheral uh, sources to visit. So there was a brief appearance of a type of owlbear that appeared in an issue of Dungeon, uh, which was Dungeon Magazine issue 63, which was published in 1997, which featured an adventure which was called Hunt for a Hierophant, which was written by Chris Doyle. And this adventure featured a greater owlbear, which was a specimen that had grown to about 15 feet tall and was posited that this happened because of a wizard experimenting on it. So Jesus. Didn't didn't learn the lesson from the wizard who no. who probably died creating owlbears. Of course not. And Instead. made one 15 feet tall. Yeah. yeah. Um, why? Why not? But there's a few reasons. There's a few reasons, yeah. I mean... Eh, you know, sometimes mm. wizards spend so long thinking about if they can, they don't think about if they should. I think most wizards do that, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Call back. <laughs> um, so, y you know, th that's kind of it, though. It was big. It had inflated stats, but there was really nothing... Terribly exciting. Terribly special about it. It was just fucking huge. <laughs> Which, I mean, by the way, that's almost double the size of a regular owlbear. That's fucking huge. Yeah, that's yeah. huge. Um, so now we're going to go to Dragon Magazine. Yay. Sometimes I forget that Dungeon Magazine is real. <laughs> like, just, There weren't as many issues as Dungeon it, as there were for Dragon. Well, yeah, it just sounds like, it just sounds funny, though. Because, yeah, it sounds like a parody of Dragon Magazine. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, this one actually came out first, uh, before the other one, but the other one wasn't as interesting, so I talked about it first. This is in uh, Dragon Magazine issue 214, which was published in 1996, as was I. Uh, mm. And this is another one of our favorites. Yeah, ecology article. Yes, I love ecology articles. Yeah, so this so is, much. Yeah, so this one is Ecology of the Albear. Surprise, surprise. Beautiful. Which was written by Jonathan M. Richards, and I gotta say, it is an excellent read. Like. I'm going to summarize some stuff in there real quick, but it's a it's a nice story. You know, go go read it if you're so inclined. But there's a lot of interesting tidbits, I would say, about owlbears contained within. So this I alluded to this earlier. Owlbears love honey. 
Just like real bears. Or, yes. Oh, my God. You know, do real bears actually like honey? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't know which species, but there are some. Because I have not spent a lot of time around bears and have never actually observed one partaking. So I, I was never sure if they actually did or if it was just a, you know, a... Winnie the Pooh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wasn't sure either. I have never personally seen one, but I have seen videos. Hmm. Yeah, so, but, you know, that is kind of like a cultural yeah. thing, is, you know, bears liking honey. Yeah. Oh, um, according to the uh, Alaska Department of Fish, bears do like honey, and they also will eat the bees and stuff that's in there. Oh, so yeah. That's, uh, Dude, bears, no, no fear. Yeah, <laughs> bears don't give a shit. So no bear don't care. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> okay, all right. I wish I could take credit for that. <sighs> it's still good. Thank you. So, and this was also described as basically being the one exception to them being carnivorous. Okay, so they, they're carnivorous, except they like a little treat. Yes, they can have a little honey as a treat. <laughs> so, like, still not vegan, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> not vegan. So, the, and also, and, and it's an addendum to this, despite having the beak of a bird, they still have the long tongue of a bear. So just oh. this beak just opening and just like this tongue just kind of coming out and oh. some honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I might actually cut that noise out. I, I, I don't know. You might keep it in just so everyone can have the same visceral reaction that I just did. I just want everyone to know if, if I did cut it out, I just made a really gross noise. I was not expecting or prepared. Which I mean for to be to be news. fair, bird tongues aren't any better to look no, at. No, they have like that weird shape to them. It's phallic. Yes. I'm gonna be honest, the the parrot tongues that I've seen are very phallic and it's kind of disturbing. I haven't seen a whole lot of they're pictures f- of bird tongues. I have seen some parrots, so like I, I get they're it. Phallic. But... They're phallic. They're <laughs> phallic. I gotta be honest. Weird. But even more Beyond their their bear side, um, a lot more about their owl side is is included in here. Oh, good. Um, owl bears cannot move their eyes, and instead they can move their heads up to two hundred and seventy degrees. What the fuck? <laughs> On account of their extra neck bones, just like owls. What? So that owlbear that's feeding on that carcass that you think is a bear, it doesn't poke its head up and screech. It pokes its head and turns it all the way around at you. And then screeches. And then you run. 270? Yeah. That's most of the way. Yeah. It can almost turn its head all the way yeah. around. Ooh. Yeah. All right. Also, I definitely did whip my head and my neck hurts a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, don't. I can do barely that. even move my head ninety degrees without it hurting. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't do what I did and just read that and just like try to whip your head. Yeah, that's I, that's not what I you're did, supposed to do. I did no, do that not at all. Um, they also have two times infravision and four times normal hearing, which is four times and two times better than a human. Right. Um, which allows them to fight in total darkness. And even fight invisible enemies with no penalty as long as they can hear them. Wow. Yeah. So they have super sharp senses. Okay. Unfortunately, they can't really use them because they're so stupid. No. Um, Their sense of hearing also makes them nigh impossible to sneak up on. 
So good luck. Yeah, I was thinking that given all that, they probably are very difficult to. Yeah, it's it's virtually impossible. Yeah, I don't remember what exactly it was, but it was like a nine out of ten that you can't. Oof, them, I think rough. So, like owls, they tear their prey into little chunks to eat them. Delicious. And they also spit up the bones, hair, and other indigestibles into pellets, just like owls. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> that's a fun visual for you. Mm. That would be a big... Pellet? Pellet. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it probably would. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Don't want to run across that when you're adventuring. Yeah, you, like, trip over and you're like, oh, <clears throat> shit. Um, Guys, they also, we need to leave. Yeah, they also have the, like, extra membranes over their eyes, which protect them from dust and dirt and stuff. Right. But also, um, like, strong light. Oh. So, can't even reliably blind them that well. Damn it. Okay, I'm starting to see more and more why these things are... Like, really dangerous. Really dangerous. No, I mean, y you know, they're not... They don't have as many hidden surprises as, as some other creatures, I would think. But they're really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Like they're still though. they're killing machines. Um, also from this story are some details about Albert eggs. Yes. Yeah. Because well, I won't say anything about the story. Go read it. It's it's good <laughs> if you're go read it if you're interested. Yeah. So Albert eggs are nearly perfect white spheres that are about two feet in diameter. Jesus. That's <sighs> a big ass egg. <laughs> That poor female owlbear. Oh, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two feet. I, I gotta say. That, oh, my God. Um, okay. So one to six are laid in a clutch, with each one being laid several days apart. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> oh, know, no. Right? Oh, no, 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 Which, no, I mean, no. And, like, these are these are big, you know, creatures. Like the, the, Yeah, but still. The, like, the, the females are probably about seven and a half to eight feet long, a little smaller than the males. But, but six? Two feet? It's 12 feet worth of eggs. That's insane. And yeah, yeah I do feel sorry for that female owlbear. It's painful a little bit. At least, you know, it stays apart. Yeah, it's not just like... You know, honestly, at that point, I might prefer just a one and done. Just a one and done. Just get it over with. Just cut it out of me. Just, I mean, all right, that's over. fair. Just get it over with. If you already got one coming out, why not all the rest of them? Okay, so also they are they are mammals. I was not incorrect when I wrote that earlier. Despite being mammals, owlbears do not produce milk for their young, and babies are immediately given chunks of torn up meat. Okay, that sounds like it literally... Is against the fucking d d description on how mammals do. Well, yeah, but... I mean... They're, you know, they're not... Eh, you know, it's, it's birds. That's, the, that's another bird part coming out. Also, it didn't specifically say this, but I would really like to imagine that the, the parents, like, chew up their food and regurgitate it. Just like birds? Yeah, just like birds do. I think that'd be nice. Hmm. That would be nice. Instead of just, like, cutting their steak up for them, you know? You're you're not a you're not a real mom unless you chew your kid's steak up and spit it back up in their mouth. <laughs> sorry. Ew. Oh, I'm sorry. Ew. Yeah. Uh, you know, I was I was I read that and I was like, hmm, I want that to be grosser. So thanks. Yeah. Yeah, I appreciate it. You're welcome. So uh, young owlbears are taught to hunt by their mothers, and at the end of their second year of life, they go off on their own. So they kind of they kind of live with their parents for a while. You know, it's not okay. like it's two not, years. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's a tenth of their life. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say two out of the possible 20. Yeah, and not too bad. 
Yeah, you know. They, they're not like beholders where they just, they're like, get out! Get out! If you don't look like me, I'm going to eat you. And real real bears are kind of like that, too. But the rest of you get the fuck out. Yeah. So, also introduced in this article are the variants of Arctic Owlbear. Yes! And, nice. wait for it, Winged Owlbear. Yes! Winged Owlbear? Yeah, these things were bad enough. Yeah, these things weren't yeah. scary enough as it was. Let's just make them fly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Arctic owl bears resemble a cross of a snowy owl and a polar bear, as I'm sure you could imagine. Yeah. Um, they have a white body and a black beak and claws, like, like snowy owl. Or snowy owls, specifically. Yeah. So, uh, their multi-layered fur and feathers protect them from the cold, even when they're wet, and therefore they are completely immune to cold attacks. Uh, they also have a 75% chance to surprise, given how well they blend in with their environment. Yeah. Um. So basically, go fuck yourself. Yeah, they just kill you, and that's it. Also, you gotcha. can't you can't sneak up on them because their hearing is so good. Yeah. So. But they have a seventy five percent chance to sneak up on you. Yeah, because fuck you. That's why. <laughs> um. So they're they're pretty similar in in every other or most other respects to common owlbears, right. though they tend to wander around a bit more than having a strict territory. Which is potentially because there's pretty much just less prey that's completely 100% terrestrial in a polar environment. Right. right. A so, lot of them move. Yeah, you know, you gotta follow the penguins around while they're doing their little march. Aw. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, they probably eat penguins. Yeah, they eat penguins, they eat seals. Well, I know they eat seals. I don't know if penguins actually Yeah, because penguins are typically Antarctic. As in, huh. like, in the real world. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. I mean... You're, you're right. Is there an Antarctic owlbear? Discuss. I don't know. I mean, what's the difference between Arctic and Antarctic? Well, just in the real world, polar bears exist in the Arctic, but no penguins do. And the Antarctic, uh, penguins exist, but polar uh, Okay, bears do not. I thought that there was, like, a... No. Actual, like... It's just where they are. Okay. Yeah. Okay, never mind then. So, they're also very good swimmers. That, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, like, polar bears are. So. Next we have winged owlbears. I don't know why I said it that way that well, time. Well, because, well, the way you made me say, the way you said it made me ooh, like it was a new <laughs> creation and not something you had told me about mere five minutes before, so. <laughs> and I present to you, and I'm the wizard, I present to you a winged owlbear, and the <gasps> crowd goes wild. Gasps. <laughs> everyone clutches their pearls. Gasps. That's like that, that Gasps, terrible exotic animal circus that was in Avatar The Last Airbender during Oppa's last days. Um, or Lost Days. It's like, a winged owlbear. And our continuation of referencing Avatar the Lost Airbender. Hey, yep. listen, guys. We had to throw one in somewhere. Yeah, I, listen, I've watched the entire series over the course of like three days this week. It was True. impressive. But I could hear that guy saying that. Like a like a ringmaster. Yeah. Winged owlbear. Anyway, so winged owlbears resemble standard owlbears, so in, in coloration. Right. With the addition of a pair of wings sprouting from their shoulders. Um, and they have an average wingspan of about 20 feet. Because, I mean, you're big. Y- yeah. yeah. You gotta have big wings to support that big, chonky body. <laughs> um, because of this, they claim larger territories than regular owlbears. So there's average about 10 to 20 square miles. Okay. Because, you know, they can fly. Because, yeah, they can fly and they can. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you like, guys. Like, y- y'all gonna stop them? Yeah, no. Exactly. Um, and they, they live in the same forest and mountainous type areas as common owlbears. They okay. don't, they're not like, ooh, polar winged owlbear. That'd be cool. Discuss. <laughs> yeah. So the structure of their wings 
means that they fly silently, like owls do. Jesus. Giving them advantage to surprise enemies from the Jesus. air also. Yeah. This thing's horrible, man. Yeah, they're very dangerous. So they're they're young, they resemble the adults, but they cannot fly until they're full-sized. Oh, I would imagine they have a cute little, like... Nesting, like... Fletching period, yeah. where they're, like, they're trying to fly from... Oh, that's Aww, cute. No. That's cute. Until you, until you run afoul of them and they just fucking yeah. murder you and eat you. Oh, no. They're, they're probably pretty cute to behold, but not, yeah. you know, to, to interact to with. To be fair, yeah. like a lot of wild creatures. <laughs> like a lot of wild animals. They're cute to behold, but... Do not get close. Yeah. Um, they live a little longer than standard owlbears at about 25 years. Okay. And their flight capabilities and rarity mean that they fetch double the price of standard owlbears on the market. So 4,000 silver pieces for winged owlbear eggs and 10,000 silver pieces for young. Damn. Yeah. Still seems pretty low for the risk, but Well, hey. I mean, okay, 10,000 silver pieces, that's 100 gold, right? Yeah, but, like, think about how easily you accumulate gold. Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Like, I could I could afford an owlbear oh, cup yeah. right now. Well, I'm saying it's not worth the risk, is it? Well, no, I mean, it just buy one. Oh, right. I'm oh, a- well, oh, you mean the risk inherent. Yeah, I'm... Well, I, <laughs> I was... thought you meant going out and getting it. Well, no, I was saying it's not worth the risk for the people who are, like, hunting them for yeah. purchase. Hey, I mean, you, sometimes you get desperate, you know? I mean, that's true. Oh, that seems Some, like a lot. Then so, again, I was... Very surprised to learn how much uh, tiger costs. Yeah, sure. Hey, Travis, can I buy an owlbear chick? No. Okay. Will you make an NPC to sell me? Is it chick or cub? I can't. Ch- ch- nope. <laughs> no, God. Well, I don't know. They're pretty little. So maybe you should only no. say ha- you should call it half chub. <laughs> I hate you. <sighs> oh, All right, that's it. Okay, we're done. done. Never mind. I'm leaving. Episode canceled, guys. <laughs> no. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, uh, moving on. Um, Owlbears appear in the third edition Monster Manual, which was published in the year 2000. Their alignment has notably been changed from neutral to usually chaotic evil. <laughs> <laughs> usually. I mean, I wonder why. Well, I mean, to be fair, again, going back to the the purity of the bestial form, I kind of... I I disagree. I feel like they're too stupid to be evil. I agree. I disagree. (laughs) Because I feel like their stupidity makes them evil because they don't know the difference. I I mean, mean, what's the... I mean, plenty of people are like that, too, so... Oh... I would say that there is a difference between operating on base instincts and being evil. Evil is kind of requires some forethought. Well, regardless, their alignment has been changed from neutral to chaotic evil. Or, excuse me, usually chaotic evil. Yeah. Um, usually. Yeah, occasionally one out of ten is born lawful good. No, that's a joke. Um, they <laughs> maintain their whole thing, um, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, however, a note was made that they actually now have a variety of different active cycles that's mostly based on the prey in their area. Okay, that makes a lot more sense for both owls and bears. Yeah, so like if if they, you know, are in an area that has a lot more diurnal creatures, they're probably going to be awake during the day. Yeah. Or okay. vice versa. <clears throat> you know, that, that makes sense. Every, yeah, everyone has... when it's plentiful. Oh my goodness. Everyone has different sleep schedules that yeah. works for them, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, okay, this is nitpick. Nitpick time. Nitpick Guess time. what? <laughs> Guess what? It's nitpick time with me. Something about their described organization is strange to me. 
Okay. Here. Um, they still mate for life and live as a pair, but it's said that they, quote, hunt in packs, leaving their young in the lair, and that their organization is listed as, quote, oh my goodness, is listed as, quote, solitary pair or pack, parentheses, five mm-hmm. to eight, end quote. So previously, it had sometimes been listed as pack, but I assume that this was just how they were referring to more than one. Right. As the actual body of the text only ever mentioned them hunting in pairs or living as, as pairs. Yeah. Um, it's not mentioned how this interacts with their territorial natures. And as I understand it, this largely conflicts with how real life bears operate. So. <laughs> yeah. And owls are typically very solitary. Yeah. Hmm. Like a lot of the time, they they mate for life and stuff. Sometimes, but so maybe it's one of the. Um, I mean, I don't know. Two things, two of the same creates the opposite, hmm. since bear you, and owl mean are a dub, like a double negative. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. maybe it just it, it 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 just seems weird to me because it's like they say this one thing and then they don't really talk about it anymore oh, oh my, my goodness Boy. you're fine he, he's he's trying to offer his opinion i think he's trying to explain to me how it works <laughs> but anyway that's a note so i guess there's just packs of like eight owlbears living in the woods because two wasn't bad enough yeah because one wasn't bad yeah enough. one or two wasn't bad enough let's throw in eight why not why not? Ugh, so no mention is made of their, their eggs in this, um, and instead standardizes that young owlbears fetch about 3,000 GP on the market, so they're back up into gold. Damn. Oh, good. Yeah, they were pretty cheap for a while, but... The economy crashed, but we're, we're good now. <laughs> we're, we're getting back up there. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a good time to be an owlbear trapper. Um, so while owlbears cannot truly be domesticated still... Right. Um, it's mentioned that professional trainers... Can train an owlbear for the low, low price of 2,000 GP to serve as free roaming guardians. That's not that right. I call scam. Yeah. <laughs> I call scam. So, first, you essentially need 5,000 GP to have an owlbear. <laughs> Jesus. Or you just become a master trainer. Hmm. Hmm. Or you just become a master wizard and make your own owlbear. Because <laughs> that worked out so well for him. Yeah, and that's like ethical. <laughs> so um, if you're a wizard you throw ethics out the window you know this oh shit sure. damn it that's what was stopping me so um an interesting find that doesn't directly have to do with owlbears themselves comes from a forgotten realm supplement called unapproachable east which was published in 2003 um this detail focuses on uh this this uh society of people called the rashomon who live in whatever the world is Sorry. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the world is in the Forgotten Realm, so, you know, whatever. It's not fair in, though. So, the, of the people of Rashomon, there are these berserkers who organize themselves into lodges that are named after different creatures. And it's kind of like a community through different styles of fighting type. Right. Like a like a companions, kind of. From from Elder Scrolls, right? You know, kind of, kind of. Except there's there's sort of like different schools of fighting um, within. So one of the lodges is the Albear Lodge, which provides an emphasis on being able to take down foes larger than yourself, and their most popular sport is wrestling. I like it. <laughs> yeah. Huh. 
Yeah. I mean, if you're gonna make an organization like that, might as well name it after something cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So membership in the Albert Lodge and appropriate stat requirements allow fighters access to the Albert the Alblair. The Alblair. The Albert Berserker feat. Say Ooh. that five times fast. Which allows you to make an unarmed attack as part of a grapple check with no penalty, as well as access to uh, improved grapple, even if you don't otherwise meet the requirements. Impressive. Also, um, one thing about the the hug attack, which <laughs> is, it, they don't refer to it as that anymore, I don't think, Aww. but whatever. So, one disadvantage to the, the hug attack is that owlbears are limited only to using the actual, you know, power of their grip. Right. And also their beak. Because, you know, you can't claw something if you're yeah. you know, really holding it in that grip. So I would like to imagine <laughs> that one such attack for an owlbear berserker could be just fucking biting someone. Ah! Yes. <laughs> just biting. Like, just, just learning learning from the owlbears and just fucking biting someone just, that you're having, a, you're having a chokehold. Just rear back and just bite down, man. Yep. Ugh. Sometimes that's all you gotta do. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sometimes you just gotta bite someone. Hmm. Yep, so you just gotta bite a bitch. <laughs> so, uh, Albert's, again, appear in the 3.5 Monster Manual, which was published in 2003, with the same body of text as the 3rd edition Monster Manual, but two notable changes in the actual blog. Okay. Um, they are now referred to as a magical beast. Prior to this, they were only referred to as a beast. And their alignment has been changed back to always neutral. Yay! So they, you know, they, they tried out the chaotic evil thing and they were like, mm, maybe not. Mm. And someone probably brought up a close point. To what we said. To what you said. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. He's fine, you guys. He, yeah. He, we promise. He's we, just we've, lonely. We've been through this before. It's oh, been no. a while since we've been... In here, and we don't let them into the recording room because they're, they're chaotic. They are incredibly chaotic. I mean, so I think that they would. No. Okay. no. All right. The only, it, I'll tell you what happens if we invite the cats into the recording room. They'll knock everything over. And we will no. have like a two hour long episode that you then have to cut down because they'd we're be, having to stop the cats from destroying They'd shit. be very polite and sit in our laps the entire time with no issues. Oh. Anyway, so um, this is this is taking a little longer than uh, I have anticipated. So briefly, we're going to talk about an interesting uh, variant of uh, Albert's. There's one that appears in an issue of Dungeon that's essentially just a really big, really old Albert. It's called an ancient Albert. You fight it when it's poisoned by some spiders. So its inflated stats are then kind of backed back up. Oh. But, you know, it's a big old owlbear. Probably looked pretty cool. Covered in a bunch of scars. Yeah. It was there yeah. in uh, Dungeon Magazine issue 107 in the adventure Malora and Hospitality, which was written by Russell Brown. Big old owlbear. Now, one that I thought was interesting, which I will admit, I'm sorry in advance, I don't know a lot about Dragonlance. But one appears in the uh, supplement Dragonlance uh, Bestiary of Kryn, which was published in 2004, and then a revision was published in 2007, which is what I am reading from. Um, this variant, uh, along with others for other creatures, was created when the wizard Ancolus imbued regular undead creatures with the powers of Fire Shadow. Huh? My understanding of Fire Shadow from this section is that basically it's an aspect of an abyssal creature. 
that this guy tried to take control of and use, but he did not fully understand, as many wizards do. <laughs> yeah. That seems to be a and, recurring problem. Uh, yep. Seems to have killed him. Hmm. So mm-hmm. the Ancolian owlbear is a zombified owlbear with rotting flesh and unnaturally glowing green bones that you can see because its flesh is falling off. Hmm. Jesus. Um, it has all the abilities of a standard owlbear as well as a breath weapon of green fire that actually deals cold damage. <sighs> oh. So oh. cold green fire. Damn. Um, the, the fire shadow gives it a hot aura of green fire that deals damage to anyone who gets too close. And if my understanding of fire shadow is correct, it can essentially infect other undead with this fire shadow. Oh. Um, yeah, so it's mm, an Albert with a breath weapon. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> that can then infect other undead, undead with said... Green stuff. Okay. Yeah. Um, it is neutral evil alignment because zombies. Well, fair. That one... <laughs> See, my justification for the neutral alignment was... The purity of the beast. And then my justification for the evil alignment is because zombies. Because zombies. 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 Okay. Guess what, guys? What? Um, We actually have something in core fourth edition from the start this time. Oh. I can't believe it. That is one of the first. I know it. So owlbears appear in the fourth edition monster manual, which was published in 2008, alongside the more powerful variant of the Windclaw owlbear, both of which are unaligned, which is fourth edition for true neutral. Among um, other things. Among other things. Yeah. Well. Um, that uh, that was probably their intention with owlbears, though, was probably. for them to be true neutral. Um, so in addition to their grapple hug... They also have a stunning screech attack that they use when bloody to stun foes. Because if you're fighting a bear and it suddenly screeches at you, that's scary. Yeah. I would certainly be scared as all hell. Yeah. So the uh, Winterclaw Owlbear has a similar attack, which is called Frost Whale, which deals cold damage and can immobilize a target, which it instead uses at the start of combat. It is in before it, not, not after it is bloodied. <laughs> wow. So, um, their environment and variable active cycles from earlier editions are the same, you know, depends on their, their prey, but they are now referred to as fey creatures. What? <laughs> yeah. Who made their way into the prime long ago, the mysterious what? long ago pre-campaign times. Um, <sighs> they are still often encountered in the wild or as tamed. Yeah. I use that word very generously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Free roaming guards for particular areas. Um, an owlbear appears on the cover of Dungeons & Dragons Essentials Monster Vault, which was published in 2010, and also some really choice cover art. <laughs> um, within their entry, they're described as natural creatures as opposed to creations, as was previously suggested. Right. And they hunt in the forests of the Prime and the Feywild. Despite being referred to as not a magical beast, each type of owlbear has a magical shriek attack. Hmm. So <laughs> that... I mean, I guess, I I guess like your human that does magic isn't a magical creature. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how it works. I would I, I would guess that it's roughly the same. Probably. I don't know. Um, they are now described as nocturnal hunting at night. Uh, they drag their prey back to their dens and litter the surrounding area with bones and Ooh. corpses, which attract scavengers, aka more prey. Yep. So so they're not 
they're not very smart, but there is a little bit of a... Street smart kind of thing? Yeah, like a, a sort of tactical... There's a survival Like, you intelligence know that, there. That, that leaving that would cause more <clears throat> things to come to you that you could then eat. Yeah. Um, they no longer hunt in packs, only by themselves, with their mate, or with their young, which is a change in detail that I actually like, because I feel like that mirrors the real behavior of those animals more. Yeah. Personally. Um, owlbears are noted as being able to be trained, quote... With enough time and food. <laughs> so, I do you enjoy that addendum. Hmm. Yes, and that's a funny way to put it. With enough time and food. Which, same. Um, however, <laughs> it's it's noted that even a trained owlbear can be dangerous. Yeah, probably. So they're pretty commonly trained as guards or mounts, which, <laughs> sure, sure. Whatever floats your boat, man. All right. I mean, it'd be cool, but, you I'm know. just saying, if I had the opportunity to ride into battle on an owlbear, I'd do it. Until... You, you can do it once? Until you squeezed your knees in a little too hard and it bucked you off and ate you. Listen, let's face it. If I'm riding that thing into a battle, there's like a 50-50 chance I'm not coming back regardless, so... <laughs> Might as well get If I'm gonna die, I'm either gonna die from the owlbear I'm riding on... Or the fight that you're riding fight. to. Yeah. It, Either way, I'll make a grand entrance. <laughs> you ha- you do always have a flair for the dramatic. Yes. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of dramatic, they are also sometimes placed in gladiatorial arenas. Oh boy, which uh, makes me sad. Yeah. Um, but it's it is, like chicken fighting. It is pretty. Oh. Aww. It is pretty dramatic though. Like you know. So did it specify if this gladiatorial arena was Albert versus human or no. Albert versus? No, it didn't. Oh. Okay. No, it didn't. So it could be owlbear versus human or... Like boxing a bear. Um, or owlbear versus owlbear. Yeah. Yeah. So it could be a, a well and true, you know, type of situation. Yeah. Or, you know, you, I mean, either way, it's not great, but it's, whatever. It's not good regardless. I but just that, that's something that happens to them a lot. Um, also, sometimes one fun one is that sometimes uh, communities of elves that live in treetops will encourage owlbears to live under their, their little city. Yes. <laughs> Um, I love that. As, like, natural guards, kind of. Yeah. And get this. This is the best. Even considered, quote, pets and playmates by some large humanoids like giants. Yes. Because, I mean, an an owlbear can hurt a giant as much as a dog can hurt a regular human, which, I mean, a dog can fuck you up. But but chances are good you probably wouldn't die. Yeah. Yeah, and especially depending on what type of giant it is. Yeah, I think they said very commonly uh, hill giants. Which, I mean, are the small, but for giants, but still. Yeah, small for giants. Giant for everything else. I believe they said hill giants and some other kinds. I mean... Hill giants was That would also be frightening to, like, go up to take out this hill giant and suddenly there's an owlbear with it. (laughs) Oh, God, right? His pet, who's now (laughs) upset that you're hurting his his, uh, person. Yeah, uh, no thanks. Yeah, Yeah, right. Um, so the, the variants, uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, standard owlbears use the stunning screech attack I mentioned, uh, trained owlbears, which is a subtype, uh, use a thunderous shriek ability, which deals thunder damage and knocks enemies prone because getting trained by a two bit guy with a whip allows you to suddenly master the elements, yeah. the elements yeah. of thunder to suddenly cool. change powers okay sure whatever um wind claw owlbears use a wind howl which pushes enemies and can knock them prone and the highest level most dangerous owlbear variant the winter claw uses the aforementioned frost whale because i mean it it, but it makes sense to me the differences between like the wind claw right and the winter claw because those are like different creatures that live in different environments but 
everything else. You know, if you get whipped and eat enough steaks enough, then you can control thunder. There you go. Well, I guess I know what I'm going to try. Let, let us know how that goes. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> so. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. So. Listen, I didn't think about it before I said it. Yep. And see, I thought about making a joke like that, and I was like, you know, you know, let's know. But you did it for me, so thank you. Mm, I regret it. So, you're welcome? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, fifth edition. We're here. We're back. Yay. Um, so, owlbears appear in the fifth edition monster manual, published in 2014. So, again, core right from the beginning. Right. Um, and they are unaligned monstrosities. Hell yeah. So, back in, in the same camp as the, the Tarask. They're too stupid to be aligned. Just, Which, there is no way that they can be aligned. There's nothing going on up there. I, I like it, it, genuinely. It makes sense. Um, it, it does. They're pretty much the same as they are in 4th edition, sans the variants um, and screech attacks. Uh, they live alone or in pairs in the forest. They decorate the area around their dens with bones and corpses that they drag back from their nightly hunts. So, kind of simplified, as is often the tradition in 5th edition. Right. So, bearing in mind what I just said about them too stupid to be, being too stupid to be aligned, um, with their whopping intelligence of three, they are, quote, more intelligent than most animals. Hmm, I don't think that's true. But still difficult to train. Um, However, it can be done. Um, and they can become guards and mounts. Uh, some people even race owlbears. Those spectators are said to bet on which owlbear will attack their handler just as much as the race itself. Oof. So it's basically hockey. Oh, man. Nice. Some people are are in it for the fights just as much as they are for the, the actual game. <laughs> oh. I love these guys. Right. They're so... They're so and for a small comparison, a wolf in 5th edition also has three intelligence... Uh, okay, fine. It, well, because I remember us talking about displacer beasts and their whopping six being yeah. being yeah. pretty intelligent, but but I'm gonna guess that that's because they come from the fae, the fae, and not well, they yeah, that's true. That's hmm. just my guess. I mean, and you know, once you once you get really down in there, you know, there there's only so much of a difference between a three and a four. <laughs> Let's be real. I mean, true. So, um, as a 5th edition, the origins of owlbears are debated. Um, Some old elves claim that they have existed for thousands of years, and some fae claim that they have always existed in the Feywild. However, despite this, the most popular theory is once again that some insane wizard, a long time ago, crossed a bear and a giant owl, and the owlbear was born. So, we're going to end off today with a quote from oh. <laughs> Zarshel Ravenshadow, the gnome professor of transmutative science at Morgray University, who declares that the only good thing about owlbears is that the wizard who created them is probably dead. <laughs> and that's I love it. it. I like it, yeah. And that's it. That's all that's all I got today. There was actually a bit more than I had initially thought that there was yeah. going to be. Yeah, I mean, there there was. I mean, they, they did that thing that they did that they do in 4th edition. But I feel yeah. like e- even from the start with, with Owlbears, there, there were a lot of interesting tidbits, especially in that ecology article. Yeah. But I feel very much that, that early on, it was like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. Which and, is totally fine. And there's nothing broken about a creature that's half bear and half owl 
that you can't sneak up on, that has really good hearing, and is really strong. And can turn its head 270 degrees. And can fly sometimes. There's nothing broken about that. No, not at all. Mm-mm. It's fine. Well, the Achilles heel is so dumb. <laughs> Honestly. You're right. They do have that one weakness. That, that's, that's it. That's their Achilles. And their charisma's not very good either. Well, I sure hope not. <laughs> yeah, they'll, otherwise they'll thank you for killing it. Although, that cuteness. I mean, I don't know. I think they could be handsome creatures. Or you'll thank them for killing For killing you. For killing you, yeah. <laughs> right before the final squeeze. Thank you. Yeah. No, that, that's my thing. Is like the, the they probably they probably do have a little bit of charisma because of the way that uh, the, the how cute they are. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's all in the hug. It's all in the hug. Well, anyway, that's owl bears. That's uh, owl bears. I, I love so it. So now the only uh, creature from that uh, set of books that we haven't talked about is gnolls. If, Are you uh, planning a gnoll episode? Oh, wow. I might be. We haven't talked about gnolls. We no, haven't. We haven't. Huh. Yeah. Fair point. Well, uh, we'll leave that one to you, I think. <laughs> yeah. I have a big old arc over um, infernal creatures coming up. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what my next topic is going to be. So Travis has... We do have a number of suggested topics in the tank that are being worked on. So, yeah. so Travis has something. I have something. <laughs> he will have something. At some point. Um, but thank you guys so much days. for listening. Uh, again, sorry about last week, but going forward, and obviously last week we let you know as soon as we knew anything, but go- going forward, we'll do our best to keep you informed of little schedule changes and Shit things like, like that. that. Yeah. Shit's crazy, y'all. <laughs> I'm sure we, you don't need us to tell you that, but. Everything is just crazy. It's been crazy. Yeah. So. It will continue to be. Yeah. So uh, for, for that, if you want to mm. follow us on our social media platforms to stay up to date with that kind of stuff, it would uh, we be, really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. And as always, if you want to spread the word, we definitely appreciate that. We do. We have heard from several new fans here lately. Yeah. So that's nice. Welcome to the fold. Welcome. <laughs> Glad to have uh, you. If you guys have a suggested, a topic to suggest for us, you can always email us at dungeonpedia.podcast at gmail.com. And uh, until then, thank you once again for listening. And uh, well, we'll catch you here next week and see what we can drum up on Dungeonpedia. Out there, don't care. Out there, don't care. Out there, don't care. Help me. <laughs> <laughs>